The Irish Times Inside Politics podcast is going to be holding another live event. This one is in central Dublin on Thursday, May the 16th at 8am. We are going to be in Medley in Dublin too. We only have a few tickets left, so if you want to join me in conversation with head of Ipsos polling in the US, Cliff Young, along with Pat Leahy and Jennifer Bray, looking at the polling in Ireland in the run-up to the European and local elections, just go to irishtimes.com events where you can get your tickets. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I see, Count Corlett, that we still live rent-free in Mihal Mihal Martin's very, very narrow and bitter mind. I see that he proposes to continue uh, this diatribe and vitriol that he that sustained him and served him very badly in the course of the election campaign. You're very welcome to the Inside Politics podcast from the Irish Times. I'm Hugh Linehan. With me in studio, Fia Kelly. You just heard Mary Lou Macdonald speaking last night very forcefully, Fia. You were there uh, observing proceedings the first day of the 33rd Dáil. Uh, there was no love lost between Mary Lou Macdonald and Michal Martin. No, and quite striking for the fact that the first uh, sitting day of the Dáil is usually a kind of a nice occasion. Uh, it's a bit like a wedding, you know, New TDs turn up in their finery with their families in tow and it's a very nice occasion, people wishing each other well. And that exchange last night very much jarred with the, how the, 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 the rest of the day had gone and it kind of jarred with the tradition of first sitting days. It was really tense, almost uncomfortable, um, the exchange between Mary Lou MacDonald and Micheál Martin. Like I know Fianna Fáil TDs speaking to them overnight and into this morning who were there saying that they felt uncomfortable, they weren't sure if he'd struck the right tone. Yeah, and just so people know what we're talking about, this is the kind of thing that he was saying. And the glorifying of the Frisian IRA isn't an accident of one deputy's exuberance, as Deputy MacDonald claims. Deputy MacDonald herself has praised provision IRA units, and when she ends speeches with Chuggy Law, I think Deputy MacDonald knows full and well what the use of that phrase means. Popularised first by former Deputy Gerry Adams for decades it was shouted in our courts to signal a refusal to recognise this democratic republic. When Deputy Macdonald says that her party sees no reason to change its behaviour and that they insist that they be brought into government as they are, we fully take Deputy Macdonald at her word. So there you are. There was no holds barred there. There were lots of references to other incidents such as the murder, murder of Robert McCartney and, and various other things. It was as forceful an attack on Sinn Féin as we've ever heard, I would say, from Micheál Martin, and it was in the 
most significant point uh, probably of his political career. Yeah, and I think the explanation being given for it by, you know, speaking to people in Fianna Fáil is that it was probably to serve notice on people in his own party that he will not do a, a deal with Sinn Féin. If there is to be a deal with Sinn Féin, it won't be on his watch. Also to put the outside world on all of this, that he is not going to do it, so any speculation about it would stop. But also, I think, interestingly, people in Fianna Fáil are saying it was almost as a warning to other smaller parties about joining cause with Sinn Féin in their efforts to form a left-wing bloc or a left-wing alliance to remind them what they're dealing with. Do you think that would be heeded? I'm not quite sure, I'll be honest, because every attack that has, be, that has come on Sinn Féin in the course of the general election campaign and before hasn't succeeded in that. Now, the comments from the Garda Commissioner today kind of agreeing with the PSNI's assessment that the Army Council still sits supreme at the top of the Republican movement are also feeding into this as well. But um, what you saw was him trying to, you know, prize, and I'd imagine he's really talking to the Greens. He's really saying to the Greens, you know, do you really want to be lumped with, 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 with Sinn Féin and, and, and these guys, or do you want to come on board with a Fianna Fáil Fine Gael coalition, which is the way this thing is headed? Um, but it was a very, um, you know, one of the Fianna Fáil said to me, like, you, cut, you could cut the tension with a, with, a, with a knife. I bumped into one of them in the corridor after. It happened who was visibly shook because it, he said like that was like almost like an emotional few hours because you had this viciousness between Martin and MacDonald. Then you had Eamon Ryan come in after and almost try and calm the waters down. Can't I was thinking what I said earlier on about sometimes we have to have moments of silence just to collect our thoughts and to um, and not get engaged in conversation that really is hostile because I don't know if it serves our people. It was it, it was like one of those kind of parliamentary moments you don't see very often and a moment of real significance, like we're talking about the formation of a government here. Mm. So there's two things that strike me about this, Vic, if you wouldn't mind trying to help me out with mm. figuring them out. One is, as you say, this seems to be, uh, I think it's fair to say, a position of principle on Mial Martin's mm. part. And as you say yourself, it's actually quite emotional when mm. he, what he talked about it there yesterday evening. So you take that on board, but it's also... Political, real politic also kicks in as well. So effectively, Michal Martin has said, as you said, no coalition, no arrangement with this with Sinn Féin while, while I'm the leader. Uh, that message has now gone out hard and fast. I don't think he's going to be toppled in the next couple of weeks. No. Do you? Does that not mean that uh, the really the only available um, shape of a government now is some kind of Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael arrangement? Yes, that's exactly what it means. Like while there is uh, belly aching and a significant amount of discontent in the Fianna Fáil parliamentary party about Martin's leadership, the campaign, you know, a lot of people quietly really weighing up, is this the right course for us? We spoke with this in the podcast today, whether we're going to lose a significant portion of our working class and lower middle class vote. Those debates are happening quietly in the Fianna Fáil Parliamentary Party, but they're not going to amount to a leadership challenge in the next couple of weeks. It would be an act of folly for anybody to try and take leader out while they're trying to put a government together. So that's not going to happen. So yes, what last night was, was setting the course firmly for the Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael coalition. And within hours, we had this confirmation that the two leaders will meet next week on exploratory talks. So he was very firmly nailing the door shut on the uh, Sinn Féin option. Um, again, it, uh, it wasn't pretty. And I think, you know, people in senior levels in the party will acknowledge that it wasn't pretty. It was brutal, but they felt it had to be done. And I think it's a further indication that, you know, Martin's view has been for a long time 
that Fianna Fáil have to fight Sinn Féin. They have to take them on. Like, they're not going to go the way the SDLP would be what the view at the top of the party is. And I think that's further evidence of that, that he is going to try and fight Sinn Féin on his terms as he sees them. It marks quite a two weeks, I suppose, from the Sunday of the count when he very much left the door open mm. to doing business with Sinn Féin. Now he's gone on this circular volte face and shut it quite significantly. Is it, is it actually a volte face? Is it a change of mind, a change of tactics, well, a change of you know, it was, it was said in the party afterwards that he didn't mean to say on that Sunday that he was opening the door to Sinn Féin, that he was saying, oh, I respect the will of the people, or I respect the votes of the people who supported Mary Lou Macdonald's party. But he was pointedly asked on a numerous, not just one interview, uh, interview into, on his way into the count centre in, in Nemo Rangers, and then on broadcast interviews, subsequently RT Live Television, RT Live Radio, pointedly asked about Sinn Féin and didn't rule it out. Now, Leo Varadkar was asked the same thing the same day, ruled it out completely. So you just wonder, like, there was obviously a kind of kickback from some people within Fianna Fáil to that, notably Jim O'Callaghan. So we'll never quite know what happened, but he was definitely leaving the door ajar, and now he's f- shutting it firmly. So earlier in the day, of course, a lot of the uh, newly elected or re-elected TDs were out on the plinth, as is customary on the first day before proceedings begin. Um, you and your colleagues talked to a number of them. Our own Pat Leahy was talking to Richard Boyd Barrett of People Before Profit and Paul Murphy of Rise. What do you mean when you say that Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael should get out of the way and step aside? You mean that they shouldn't vote? Should Leo Varadkar says he wants to be in opposition. Let him go into opposition. I can't understand why he says he wants to be in opposition when he's putting himself forward for Taoiseach today. That's speaking out of both sides of your mouth. If he wants to be in opposition, let him step aside. Indeed, he has publicly challenged the left to try and put a government together. Well, we're up for that challenge and we're urging other parties of the left to be up for that challenge too and try and put a government of the left together. And if Leo Varadkar is true to the, his word, he will step aside and let that happen. But do you mean we should step aside and the vote for Taoiseach and subsequent votes that should are left-led government? Should abstain on the vote for Taoiseach, should allow a government to be formed, and then let's, we're not, we don't ask for and we don't think that there would be any basis for an ongoing relationship with either Fine Gael or Fianna Fáil who are opposed to the sort of change that we like. But we think that a minority government, for example, would immediately say we're going to bring the pension age back to 65. And that would pose a challenge to Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael. Are you going to vote against that? Are you going to block that change? It would say we're going to increase the minimum wage. It would say we're going to introduce um, rent freeze. It would say we're going to pass the anti-evictions legislation. And so and then on each issue, the left puts forward the agenda. It mobilises people on the streets in favour of that. And the question will be posed at each point in time to Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael. Do they block that change? Do they cause an election on that basis? In which case we think that a majority government or alternative government could be returned. Um, or do they, on each occasion, uh, continue to step aside and allow the left to take them now, it strikes me there's a couple of problems with that, Fiac. Um, probably the main one is, why would those turkeys in Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil vote for the Christmas which Paul Murphy is proposing there? No, and, and Varadkar actually um, d- directly addressed that point in his speech to the House last night, in that round of speeches that we listened to, uh, Mary Lou MacDonald and Michal Martin, that Varadkar also made a speech in which he said the idea that we would step aside, as some have mentioned, is just not going to happen. A mandate of 450,000 votes is not a small one. So suggesting, as some did today, that we step aside, that we lie down, that we abstain, that we somehow allow others to form a government, we will not do that. And nor did those who oppose us suggest that they would do the same. 
when they were in smaller numbers. And it, this this broader alliance of the left, you know, we saw Paul Murphy, Mick Barry, the, and Richard Boy Barrett, Solidarity PBP, and Rise and the Independents for Change vote for Mary Lou Macdonald yesterday, bringing her total to 45. But on the with respect of the five harder left, radical left uh, votes, shall we call them, the Solidarity PBP, Rise, they were very much conditional on her not entertaining any sort of coalition with Fianna Fáil. Now, that's kind of not going to happen now after Micheál Martin's speech, but it just shows the difficulty of really pitching something like that together. And if you listened to what they're actually saying and what Mick Barry was saying yesterday, they don't really think that they'd actually enter such a government. They would support it from the outside with the knowledge of, basically, as Paul Murphy said, provoking or daring the others to oppose certain measures and then it wouldn't last uh, long. It would only be a couple of months in duration because it couldn't pass a budget. Then you're off to the country again. So very, very uh, long shot, I would say, that that would actually happen. That said, it is worth noting that it was a significant moment yesterday because, as Sinn Féin quickly pointed out, it was the first time in the history of the state that uh, a member not of either Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael had received most votes, most votes for Taoiseach in a contest of this sort. Yes, it was a significant moment and she did have 45 votes to Micheál Martin's 41 and Leo Varadkar's 46. Today, for the first time, a nominee from a party other than from Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael has managed to garner the greatest number of votes. Perhaps that makes us winners again. Now, the sustainability of that you know, left alliance that, she's, that, that, that has rode in behind her is open to question. But it was significant... And I think the fact that Martin did what he did last night in attacking her and there was movements to this first meeting between the two next week probably tried to shift the agenda off the vote because they lost that vote. Nobody won, but she got the most votes. So the agenda now shifted on to the talks between the two party leaders and it's not on Mary Lou having the most doll votes at this moment in time. So how does Sinn Féin play this now then? Sinn Féin still insists that they think a left-wing government is a possibility, although they privately acknowledge that it's not going to happen. But what I think that they probably will do is that they will pursue and continue with this idea of a left alliance. And the idea being that you build such a left bloc that you almost scare any left-wing parties from going into a coalition with Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael. So you build a left-wing bloc and you're almost daring someone of the left to, okay, if you want to go in with those two civil war parties, you do it, but we're over here and we're going to be taking you on in the next all. And do you include the Greens in that? Yes. And the idea being that you impede the formation of the Grand Coalition so that you may not be able to get your own government up and running, but their public position is that the worst possible outcome could be a Fine Gael, Fianna Fáil government. And they will follow through on that by trying to impede the formation of such a government. Where do the Greens then fit into all of this? I mean... Eamon Ryan had a calming effect uh, on proceedings last night. Uh, a lot of people think he might have a calming effect on some kind of a on a coalition should it should it come to pass. But do they perhaps feel that they're being taken for granted? A small bit. I think you know people are jumping many fences here. Um, you know we have to. You have to put a program for government through special delegate conferences. You know. Simple majorities, I think, although there's electoral colleges in Fine Gael, Fianna Fáil, simple majority. The Greens need a 66% agreement at their conference to pass a programme for government. And speaking to one Fianna Fáiler in the last two hours, they're already contemplating having to do this without the Greens, if that is necessary. That they feel that if the Greens feel that they're isolated, they may not go in and it could be difficult to get buy-in from the Green Party membership. And the Greens could exact too high a price. 
um, you know, if the, the Greens are in a position now where they have Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael, the Sock Dems aren't going to go in and they can say, you know, our price for entering this government is get rid of those roads projects. You know, we want much more aggressive uh, climate uh, targets. We want, you know, carbon tax increases much faster than you imagine. So the, the coalition of Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael, like, you know, they're both rural urban parties, mm. um, would come under strain. So they are giving thought already to looking to one of the independent groups that's formed. So, you know, we had one group, which is the Matthew McGrath Rural Independence, which is the Healy Rays, Michael Collins, probably not seen as the most stable partners for government, if I can put it that way. You know, Matty McGrath probably see himself as an opposition TD, but there's another group formed. Um, there's also Michael Fitzmaurice and Marion Harkin are trying to put together a group. And then there's another one called the Regional Group, which is uh, Dennis Nocton, um, Sean Canney, Noel Grealish, people like that who the two main parties would think they can do business with. And one of them said they already have nine, I think it is now. If they got another three, that would make 12. That's equal to the Greens. Okay, and that would also get them over the, the that would get you with Fianna Fáil so, and Fine Gael. Uh, with the election of Sean O'Freel as Keon Corla, Fianna Fáil have 37, Fine Gael have 35, that's 72. So if you got to, like, nobody expect you can't have a bare majority because that wouldn't work. So you have to get to 84 or 85. So if you got 12 independents, it would get you to 84. So the way that plays out, presumably, is that the Greens go halfway up the road at least and they negotiate and they negotiate and either those negotiations break down or they walk away from them. But at some point, it just doesn't come to be. That's if they don't do it. They may actually, they may yet do it. They may decide to go ahead with this. That yes, that 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 at some point. But I would imagine you would see negotiations taking on different avenues. So you're not just going to have one party negotiating with the Greens only. They will be also negotiating with independents. Yeah, it's complicated, isn't it? Yeah, in the expectation that one of them may fall off. Um, So. I mean, your negotiations with the regional alliance are going to be very different from your yeah, negotiations like, you with know, the Green that, Party. Like all the parties have, will, will formulate their negotiating teams like that. So the Fianna Fáil negotiating team is quite big, as is the Sinn Féin one. So they know that they can run parallel negotiations. They have two people talking to this group and two people talking to that group. But one of the Fianna Fáilers said to me, you know, the, the Greens will have to make a choice soon, that they will have to make a choice. They're entering into negotiations with Sinn Féin and Fianna Fáil next week. And Eamon Ryan has talked about this, the six kind of pillars, the six strands of the negotiations they wanted to pursue. They said that they think that we get to the 5th of March, which is the next vote on Taoiseach, and that the Greens may have a choice to make at that point, that they throw their lot in with one or the other. They decide they're going with the Fianna Fáil option and then, then they, or else they decide they're going with the Sinn Féin option. So I think that, that the Fianna Fáil would be expecting the Greens to make a decision in the next two to three weeks about where they're going. And that would lead to, wouldn't lead to participation in government, it would just lead to more detailed, exclusive mm. negotiations. And at that point, Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael, the two leaders are meeting next week for exploratory talks. So maybe it'll only come to actual detailed policy talks after the next vote for Taoiseach. Does this all become very invisible to us now and very quiet from the point of view of actually having hard news story for you to put on the front page? Yeah, uh, yes, it does. Um, I think, you know, I, I would imagine that there'll be a lot of after the kind of drama and emotion, as it turned out yesterday, there'll be a bit of kind of people taking breath over the weekend. I imagine there's very, very senior people at the top of a couple of parties tic-tacking with each other going through each other's manifestos to identify commonalities and where they can agree initially um, but then once you go into the you know <laughs> the Irish equivalent of the tunnel um, that will be when the negotiating teams sit down and actually drill into the documents and that tends to be a quite an enclosed process think back to the extensive confidence supply negotiations to extend confidence supply and to get up nothing came out of those really 
So we'll leave it there for the moment. Listen, thanks very much, Fiek, for coming in. Thanks also to Declan Conlon for producing, as usual. Remember that you can find us on all the usual platforms. You can get us at irishtimes.com slash podcasts, and you can mail us at uh, politicspodcast at irishtimes.com. Until the next time, thanks for listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.